Hey, fantasy baseball time. Fantasy baseball time. How's it going, Theo? Hey, real good. Good to be back. It's been a couple weeks, but back again. You want to tell them what we do here? Absolutely. So, um, uh, the Theo and myself and Johnny started this podcast was to uh, help a lot of people with um, standard uh, baseball, fantasy baseball leagues. Um, we're in a 12-team, 6 by 6 league, uh, batting average, on-base percentage, home runs, RBIs, stolen bases, and runs for hitting, and uh, wins, ERA, strikeout-to-walk ratio, whip, saves, and quality starts. And I think um, get fantasy advice from a lot of other people. I think uh, um, a lot of the experts, they play in, like, really hardcore leagues with some really um, – you know, strange um, categories. And we play with a lot of standard categories. So I think, um, you know, where we rank people is a little bit differently uh, than some of the uh, other people would rank them. And so that's because we're in kind of more of a standard chill league. So so that being said, yeah, um, that's kind of what we want to do. Theo, what, what, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, that sounds good. Um, why don't we kick it off? We were uh, kicking around the idea of uh, talking about – players that went for the most money last year how they performed and uh, if they'd be worthy of that uh, high draft spot this year okay um just kicking off with what appears to be the most expensive player last year uh, in our league was Mike Trout went for $68. Wow. Uh, and he didn't even he, – he didn't play last year, right? He, he went out early. Uh, he played, I think, a little over 100 games or something. Um, he, he missed, you know, a, a third of the year or something um, with that wrist, I believe, or something like that it was. I'm not sure exactly what it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, he still hit 33 home runs or something. But he uh, he definitely wasn't <clears throat> probably not worth the top spot. It's hard to that's hard to call. Right. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, the uh, first nominated player in our draft was uh, Chris Bryant. He ended up going for 58, and uh, he had an all right year. I guess that's worthy of of 58, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of thought he had a little bit of a down year, and I, I feel like that was a lot of money based yeah. on where he went. Uh, I mean, he was probably worth more, like you know, thirty if thirty eight or or um, right or forty dollars, something like that, as opposed to the fifty eight mark. Um, one of the things I want to talk about is that um, we do an auction league. I guess that's not very standard for most fantasy leagues, um, but we like to do an auction league because that gives uh, pretty much everybody a fair chance at each player. Um, it, auction leads are a little bit more difficult in the fact that it's hard to build your team, but we have a lot of, um, you know, casual players in our league that like specific players and that this gives them a, a chance right. to basically get or pay whatever players that they really want to get. Um, so, so that being said, you know, like I said, we do an auction league. Um, we do the Yahoo league. Um, you get $300 to spend on an entire team. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we're calculating off here based on $8 for, for Chris Bryant. 
Yeah. Uh, we have a, is it 200 or 250 limit to fill out a team? I thought it was 300. Is it 300? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think it's 300. That's That sounds right now that I'm looking at these prices to fill out a full team. Uh, another player that went really high, uh, the second nominated player, Mookie Betts, went for 60. And I think that was the second most. Uh, you're high on him, right? Yeah, I'm high on him this year. Um, I, I would probably put that price tag, you know, maybe 55. I probably wouldn't go this year. Um, but, yeah, I think he had a down, down year last year. But I think the Red Sox are going to have an amazing year this year. Um, and I, I, I think he's going to have a real big bounce back here. It'll be worth every penny unless he doesn't start. Yeah. Uh, Jose Altuve went for 54 to you. Uh, he, he paid off big time. That was definitely worth it. I'd say. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely hit on that one. Um, going into that auction draft, I, I really liked him a lot because I, I think he, he spread all of his, um, is spread across a lot of categories for me. And um, I think this year we changed. We were accounting. Um, and the, his previous year, he'd actually gotten caught quite a bit. Last year, he caught, caught almost yeah. none. But uh, so that turned me off in previous years. And his home runs have been going up. So stolen, caught stolen going down, which we just got rid of that this year in our in our league. It's just regular stolen bases now. But uh, that was going down. Um and his home runs were going up. So I just kind of felt like it was going to be his year. And plus I felt really good about the Astros just overall. I think he was going to have lots of RBIs and whatnot. Yeah. I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go up to uh, based on our league and what I'm seeing here. I wouldn't be surprised to see him go up to like 60. I think people are definitely be willing to pay for him this time around. Yeah, I agree. I think if I want to get him again, I, I do. I think he's going to go upwards of you know, anywhere from like sixty to sixty-five. Totally agree with you. Yeah. He's going to be uh, he's going to be high priced and and probably worth it. I mean, uh, it just depends on you know getting that to me getting that value at second base also, um, where you get the, all of those categories is, is pretty cool. Right, uh, right around the same range, uh, I was able to pick up Bryce Harper, uh, a favorite target of mine for fifty-three last year, but. Uh, as we talked about in the previous pods, he, he had a, a, a down year last year. Uh, pretty much you, you had to figure uh, that he's can do nothing but better this year. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think, and I did look it up. Um, he is in a contract year this year. So I, I definitely think that um, he's going to really stay here than he did last year. Right. Uh, another one that we've kind of talked about in previous pods, but I also wanted to bring up here for sure, uh, especially because I'm seeing you paid 52 for him last year is uh, Manny Machado. We've talked so much in the previous pods about uh, he seems destined to be traded uh, at some point this year. So uh, based on that, the fact that he could pay off, especially big time during the playoffs, uh, that sounds about fair uh, going forward again. Is that somebody you like again this year? Yeah, I'm a little gun shy from him. Um, I just don't know what to expect. He was really good. He still, he did have, he had his own down year himself. I really thought he was going to keep up that production that he had, had in previous. Um, he wasn't even hurt. In fact, for a while there, everyone was kind of like, what's wrong with Manny? He was kind of having an average year. 
stepped it up towards the end and that kind of brought his fantasy value up quite a bit um, back to where it was like a good deal. But um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I, have, I have mixed feelings on him. I think mainly because I don't know where he's going to go yeah. and I don't know how he's going to react to this um, trade talk. Yeah. That's really surrounding him. So that's kind of where I feel. I, I he's a, he's a, a stay away from me. I think there's, I think also last year there was a few players that were in that shortstop category that I, um, really on i feel like there's more players this year in that short so there's players i'll swear this year yeah at his price range he could definitely pay off for you at the playoffs if he lands in the right spot but it's a little bit of a risk early on you may not even get to the playoffs if you're banking on him so he's definitely a risk (laughs) absolutely um what else we got here we had uh Paul Goldschmidt go for forty nine. That that's that's pretty fair. I think that was a steal. I think that might have been the steal of the draft. He he was uh, really good in in all types of uh, categories last year. He did quite amazing, and that's yeah. I think he's yeah he, he's so solid. Him. He is. He really is. Yeah. Uh, I just caught actually another uh, surprisingly high bid. Uh, our 19th pick, we nominated Nolan Arenado. He went for 61 last year. <laughs> um, yeah, and had a really good year. He he hit a lot of bombs. And, uh, I mean, I think that was probably a little overpriced for yeah. our league. Right. I think that I don't think you you're too disappointed based on his performance. Right. He's quietly actually been very solid too. Um, I know you haven't really heard of him, but um, he's quietly had right. pretty much strong ever since he's entered the league. Um, so yeah, and he's gonna he's he's hitting in Colorado, so definitely that that production, assuming he doesn't get hurt, will probably keep up. Exactly. Yeah, that that does a lot for him. Um, the fourth nominated player last year is really interesting. It was Trey Turner. He only went for only 41. Um, it's got to go higher this year, right? Yeah, I think so. I, people, um, if, if people are drafting in our league or looking at uh, a lot of the experts' opinions, they're, they're look at $41 and say that's a steal yeah. based on what the experts are. Um, but, I mean, um, I don't know. I still think you're, you, you might be able to get him at a possible um, – discount this year just because people I think are shy from he didn't really seem too great and maybe he doesn't seem that high everyone's gonna be like eh, he's probably good but not that good so <clears throat> possibly happening yeah um well on that note uh, I had a couple players uh designated you asked me to look for steals uh and I found two really good ones but did you want to kick us off with uh some steals um, with some steals, like what do you a little bit more? Uh, players that can be had for for a value, but uh, are surprisingly big time producers. Uh, sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I got some people on on my list um, that I think um, you, I think they're going to be steals. I, it just depends on on your league, obviously. Um, yeah, and also. Exactly. You know, kind of get past people. 
there's some real sleepers this year. I feel like depending on what kind of categories you're trying to, to, to get away with, especially in the home run front, there is a lot of low price players that are that can hit a lot of home runs for you. Um, just to, to kind of throw some sneakers out there. I mean, he, he's going to hurt you in average, but he, he hit a ton of home runs last year and that was Joey Gallo. Um, uh, and I think you can get him for a, a really good discount. Also, um, I think uh, a lot of people have been sleeping on Lamb. I know you're a big fan of him. You've had him a couple of years, and um, I think that he, he not be, he may not be too much of a discount, but I think that I, think I could see him going in a lot more home runs. He seems like he's going to be a little bit more of a home run hitter. Um, and I think that's going to be a good one. There's also Reese Hoskins, which um, I, I on him when we get a little further into the pod, but um impressive and you're going to get it at a pretty good discount especially for people that weren't paying last yeah. year i think there's real, real value um him along with matt olson of the oakland a's uh, both were downright ridiculous towards the end of the year you can free agency and pick them up uh and those are some really good values Who you got? uh yeah uh interestingly gotta give you a shout out for by far getting the steal of the draft, which won't be repeated this year, but it, uh, with the 85th pick for only $3, you picked up Judge last year. Amazing. <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> that was easy. I just looked at how big he looked next to Altuve. Right. <laughs> it was like, that's worth $3. He, he looks pretty massive. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I... He, he he did look pretty ridiculous. His his body type and everything. I had no idea he was go off for that much, but he was definitely worth a three dollar gamble at that time. Uh, actually, at the time, believe it or not, I was actually Bird um, than I was. Uh, I was higher on Greg Bird than I was my judge's talent because um, they they every usually just strike out a lot, and his strikeout rate was high. So that was. Um, the difference between him and most other big guys that strike out a lot is he actually made a lot of contact. Um, and so I think that kind of impressed a lot of people. But, uh, yeah, that, that was a great steal for me last year. Yeah, amazing. And uh, definitely got a shout out Femme, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Cherry, for uh, she landed the other two people who I, I did research on and found they in incredible, amazing value. Uh, at 93, uh, D. Gordon, she only had to pay seven last year, and he led the league in RBIs. Uh, I, could, I, I imagine uh, he's probably looking around 15, 20 range this year, you think, for our kind of league? Wow. Yeah, yeah, I think that, that's not um, – Yeah. He led the league in RBIs. That seems, that's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, uh, stolen bases. Sorry. Okay, I was gonna say. Wait a minute. Doesn't sound. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, so stolen bases. Sixty. No. That's incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. Here last year, he did right. He got suspended the year before, yeah. I think. Right. Right. I think a lot of people were very shy, got shy about that, um, and also not maybe not looking at the stats just in general. Is that um, you know how many bases he does steal? Um, he's on a new team, so that'll be interesting. I think he went to uh, Seattle. Is that right? Yes, Seattle. So, so, yeah, and they, yeah. they got rid of Dyson, which I think uh, they used a lot. I think for stolen bases there. Um, so I think they yeah, 
use them a lot to steal for sure. Considering what you normally see on TV and the coverage you get, at least um, from what I see as far as baseball coverage, your standard Sports Center, ESPN type stuff, man, I I heard almost nothing about D. Gordon last year. So the fact that he led the league in stolen bases is incredible to me. Yeah, I think the one thing you to be real careful about him is that he already has had a PD uh, suspension. Um, yeah, and it was for a very. If he gets one more, it's going to be for a really. Oh, long. okay. <laughs> so I think that's the one thing that is you know kind of why you're kind of getting the, uh, the discount as well is just because you know one's false move and and you, you'll lose him for an entire season and, and anything like that. Exactly. Uh, my other insanely amazing huge steal from femme uh only a dollar for marcel ozuna he was the one that i i i meant to reference uh, atop the uh uh rbi board he was uh third overall in rbis yeah um i definitely his breakout season last year um i was quite impressed too i was like wow he didn't that many home runs i think yeah. he's do a little bit of a little bit of production out of him and he's probably he's definitely worth more than a dollar yeah <laughs> you know 30 maybe even high 30s range for for him exactly um just looking at the rbi leaderboards uh he was the one that stood out to me because we've got stanton uh arenado and then azuna goldschmidt uh, nelson cruz and aaron judge and he was the name that i was like Ozuna, and then I went to check our our draft list. And amazing, <laughs> one dollar. <laughs> yeah, that was a great call. Yeah, so uh, yeah, D. Gordon and Marcelo Ozuna. Uh, even even though we're talking them up, I can't imagine them going for more than fifteen to twenty, right? Absolutely. So that's a certified steal. <laughs> <laughs> you got any? Uh, no, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't uh, look too much into those. Um, okay. So I wanted to move on. I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, since we are talking about auctions, maybe about um, our uh, our strategy for auctions. We approach them uh, each individually. Maybe I'm sure they're probably a little bit different. Um, so do you want to go first? Uh, no, lead us off, please. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I like to go through and just kind of um, go through with a lot of my gut, kind of just look at some stats based on last year, um, receive games, and um, I do a lot of reading. But I, I like to have like kind of a general list of that I feel good about or I'm okay with drafting. Um, I think that, you know, I'm going to feel good to have on my team. I'm not going to feel like, oh, like, um, and then I'm going to kind of, um, that's where I start. And then I also kind of make my sort of guy good about them and my, their own. Um, I personally don't like to, to bet on like everybody. Um, yeah. A group of people that I like. So if I obviously am going to like more, I try to like more people than um, I'm obviously going to draft. And so what I try to do is that I go into a draft with that group of people that I like and then try to get um, find the value within those players yeah. that I like. Uh, 
And so that's where I'll, and then in the end, I'll kind of end up um, with a team that I like because I bet on a lot of people. I bet on a lot of people that I liked. And, um, you know, I, I got the ones that, that got that, that had value. Right. Um, so that being said, I also like to, <clears throat> I, I've, I've gone into a couple of drafts with that strategy. And a lot of times I've missed out because I'm looking for yeah. the value. And then at the end, I literally have nobody because the guys I like just happen to be what everybody else liked and everybody else was willing to way overpay for all the guys that I liked, which has happened quite frequently to me. So what I've kind of come away with based on that kind of decision and knowing that I could miss out on a bunch of guys, I try to like find a couple of positions or a couple of players that I really like um, in, in harder positions to fill. So like I look at all the players that I like and I say, look, I like four or five good third basemen. All right. So, throw that category out. I only like two shortstops. So then I'm probably going to try um, to find their elite shortstops. Then I'll try to get one of the elite shortstops. And then I try to go after and spend a little bit more money in the categories that I feel a little bit more scar- uh, scarce. So that way I end up with um, a lot more choices as the, as the draft goes on that players are coming up. But eventually there'll still be one left there that I can kind of grab. Uh, with for like less money, uh, try to put together these players that I like. I get all from the, the most expensive to this guy. You know, he's a one dollar player. I like him. He's you know, if I just miss on everybody, at least I can get this guy. Um, and so I, I have that. And then so when I go in my draft, the, the other thing I like to really do is I really, I personally really like to get positions, which is why I went after Altuve last year. Yep. Second base potential, and most second basemans are either don't get home runs, or they hit a lot of home runs and they're not very fast, like Brian Dozier. So I liked Altuve because he kind of did it all, and he was in kind of a scarce position. And I personally didn't like very many other second basemen. So that's where I went into that, and I went with um, – uh, an idea that I would get a big bat. So I try to get at least one, if not two, big bats that I really like. I think that's really important that you get at least two to fill your roster out. So all the little pieces around at least two. As I go into drafts, I've, I've gone one way or the other where you go pitching and batting, all pitching or all batting. And it really doesn't work. It's re- especially pitching. Yeah, I found pitching to be the hardest. Yes. to get draft. I love drafting batters, but pitchers are so hard for me to find free agents out there. Um, they're so hit and miss. So I really like to spend money on elite pitchers. If you can get one um, and one or two big batters, yes. and I think. That's the four there. The, the four is what you're trying to shoot for. I'm trying to shoot in, in, in our league. Maybe try and get spend anywhere from 40 to 50. Hence, I think, uh, for 54, right? Um, so that's where I was trying to get that range, 50 range for those two sides of the ball. And then um, with pitchers, I really like to, I like to put in tiers. Um, I, I don't and battering, but in pitching, there's a real drop-off. <laughs> yeah. Pitchers. You're like, these guys are going to, you know, they've been in the league for years as long as they don't get hurt. You know, they're pretty much as solid as they're going to get. 
after that, it's it's kind of a crapshoot. I feel like um, you have the guys that had pretty good, easily do nothing this year or be elite next year. So it's like that's kind of how I feel with pitching. So um, I really try to get those two elite pitchers and then the two elite batters. Um, so that's how I approach a draft. Yes, uh, you pretty much nailed ex- almost exactly how I go into it. Uh, the only way that I guess mine differs just personally is I have set guys that uh, I'm pretty much going to go all out for. Uh, I do have uh, definitely a limit, though, and I'll have backups. So, say, for example, I wanted uh, John Carlos Stanton, but if he went over 60, okay, we got to let him go type of thing, for example. Uh, yeah. And then I'd have your yeah, next guy up, which is pretty much what you were saying. But like you, like you said, my goal is uh, at least two batters I love, and then at least one pitcher I love. That's that's usually what I hope for. And when it turns out better, great. But that's usually what I'm gunning for. Um, and just to call myself out as far as drafting. I find I found I found my weak points to be I always lag uh, on drafting a catcher and um, definitely uh, closers. By the time it's time to draft a closer for me, it's like I've really slept on the position. So I got to watch that going forward. <laughs> yeah, I agree with the with the closers myself. I, I usually sleep on it too, and it has bit me quite a bit. Yes. Um, the problem with closers, though, I mean, yes. I feel like if, if you're telling me that an elite closer is as safe as an elite starter, I would say you're wrong, like, by a lot. There's almost never the same closer that's at the, that has the most saves every year. Right. Like, that's, it's like, you know, it's way more – it's way less safe to pick that's a closer. Little... So that being said, it's kind of like you don't want to be at the bottom when you're picking closing – top it's kind of good to be in the middle somewhere um and that's what you don't want to sleep all the way which is what i think you're trying to say is basically like look don't forget about a closer because you're going to get real scrubs the marlins closer or something <laughs> you know and then, yeah but you want to be somewhere like getting the cardinals closer you know what i'm saying right and for example that- uh just this last year I, honestly i thought i was ending up with scrubs i ended up with uh, fernando rodney and Felipe Rivera. Uh, Rodney actually got me 39 saves and Rivero got me 21. So I kind of got bailed out there. But honestly, after I drafted those guys, I thought I was in big trouble. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think. Um, and as far as catchers go, I mean, I've always, it's, there hasn't been a good enough catcher for me to draft in quite some time, with the exception for me of Gary, who I think is in our particular league because he hits so many home runs um, is, is really elite at that position. Um, and Buster Posey is, is close, but I feel like yeah. uh, he doesn't hit quite many home runs and he's starting, maybe starting to decline. Start, a I, bit. I have a feeling he's, he's got to be starting to decline <laughs> prime year. Or, yeah, you know, totally. 2010 and 2012. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But so like to me, the Gary Sanchez, uh, he, he, if you don't get Gary Sanchez to me, I, I say, wait on, I just say, I've gotten lucky every year that I just landed somebody that is 
square who's hitting, you know, 28 home runs. And then I'm like, all right, well, that's good. Right. Um, as long as I'm getting some production out of them. Uh, I can tell you right now, the catcher to stay away from uh, is a Houston catcher. Uh, I, I've heard multiple reports that say that they're looking to carry three catchers this year. Yes. Have Evan Gaddis, you're going to have Brian McCann, and I think Max Stassi uh, is all going to be catching. So you're going to be super rotation. Uh, yeah. Stay away from all those guys. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I think we should call it here. Um, we have a lot more to talk about uh, coming up on the next. Uh, we're running out of time, so. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to you, Theo. We'll we'll put some more time. Yep. And uh, until next time, have a good one, everyone. See ya.